Welcome to Sword and Board Presents Board, James Board. I'm Luke. I'm Lars. And I'm Dad. This is our deep dive retrospective of every James Bond film made in chronological order or theatrical release order, whatever you want to call. How's everyone doing tonight? Very well. Uh, it's been snowing all day here in Washington, D.C. Same in Denver. We've got about got about four inches, maybe. Cool. I, uh, I took the kids with me to work. It was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so they had school uh, was, was closed, so they came into the office with me. I got some work done. They uh, they played at our media center on campus. There's a VR. That's cool. Oculus. Um, so uh, so Elliot and uh, and Eleanor got to play with that. I got I'll send you guys the video of Eleanor doing the. Um, it's called Face Your Fears, and it's it it makes you like you jump off or you you fall off a building. That's oh my cool. goodness! To like and she, her reaction was very funny. So I'll, I'll send that send that to y'all. Okay, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. But yeah, other than that, just uh, it was it was a nice. And then um, after lunch, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and take the rest of the day off. That sounds like a good. And idea. we just we yeah. came home and good it for was you. Nice. So good. we we went. Uh, I set up a soccer goal in the backyard and we played soccer and just uh, it was it was very nice. Nice. Well, good. Lucas, how about you? I'm doing well. Um, it's really snowy. It's actually colder here in Denver than it is in Antarctica right now. And I mean that literally. <laughs> yeah, I looked that up a little while ago. All right. Yep. Um, so what's the, what's the temp? Uh, neg 10. Oh, that's the temperature or the wind chill? That's the temperature. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And it's fine. So are you? do you have like the sombrero and the, uh, the big um, Kurt Russell beard yet? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody trusts no, nobody trusts anybody, and we're all very tired. Yeah, yeah. And if you see sled dog running at nobody you, you need to get out days. of there. And you're all yeah. you're all very you're all very tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, yeah. we're good. It's just it's it's cold, it's snowy, but I, I'm digging it so far. I'm liking it a lot. Um, oh, good. It's, it's I fig- I figured you would be. I know I know Victoria is. Yes. Yeah. So we've just been. Yeah, it's good. Um, <coughs> Um, yeah. You know what's not good? Oh, God, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> yep. So, you remember how when we watched, um, uh, You Only Live Twice, and I, I said, you know, I didn't expect to watch to, I didn't expect to watch, um, Dr. No again. I didn't expect yeah. to watch Goldfinger again, but done really, really badly. And A View to There's, a Kill. Yeah? A yeah. View to a Kill is, is Goldfinger done really, really badly. It's also kind of the plot of Superman. I was thinking exactly the right. same thing. It's the plot of Superman. Like, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Only Superman's only Superman's a lot better. So before we get into this, why don't uh, Lucas? Why don't you tell the the listeners what we watched? So and we can take it from there. Gotcha. So we went through a view to a kill. Roger Moore's last outing as James Bond. I'm so glad this was his last outing. I'm so tired of, of Roger Moore. 1980, 1985. Yep. Yep. And Roger Moore Roger the, Moore was thrilled that it was his last one yeah, as well. He, he apparently did not like and this one. This is the f- No. No. This is the first one that I was alive for. We finally reached when I'm alive. Your <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> and this is my lifetime now. That is you know what? That is a really interesting view of this. Not a 
a view to a kill, but a view of this. I didn't think about it that way, Lars. Wow. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is James Bond, like, when I was actually around. Yeah. Um, you, and I think Lucas... Yeah, I, I'll be around for the next one, but I well, feel like you're... Were you cognizant <laughs> of this? Uh, but I don't think you were cognizant that this existed. Oh, no, no, no. I, was, I, was, I think I was a year old. Yeah. Not, yeah. E- not even a year old. Yeah. And I guarantee you, Mom and I did not take you to see this movie. <laughs> no. Yeah. <coughs> uh. Well, I, actually, it's funny It's funny I say, you say that, that because I... I hadn't watched it yet for the the podcast. So Saturday morning, Sunday one one morning this weekend, I was like, oh, I gotta watch. Oh, it was Saturday morning because I thought we were, we were gonna do this earlier. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll watch this on Saturday morning before the kids wake up. And they woke up early and they watched this one with me. And I think this might be the first James Bond movie that they saw. Oh, that is so wrong. Yep. No, it's all uphill. It's all up We're fine. <laughs> well, that's true. That's very true. Um, but um, Elliot reported back to Elizabeth that there was a lot of kissing. That was his his impression of a James Bond movie was that there's a lot of kissing. <laughs> I, I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, so he's not wrong. But <laughs> uh, well, let me let me let me uh, give everyone the the plot, if you will, and. It's interesting. Every every time we do these things, I, I typically just pull it up in Google, and mm-hmm. you know, like give me the list of James Bond films, and they give a really good synopsis. This is the shortest synopsis of any of them that I've seen. So, A View to a Kill, nineteen eighty five, um, Roger Moore's last last James Bond. Mm-hmm. Bond investigates millionaire industrialist Max Zorin, who is trying to corner the world market on microchips. He establishes that Zorin was previously trained and financed by the KGB, but has gone rogue. Zorin unveils a group to a group of investors his plan to destroy Silicon Valley, which will give him a monopoly on the manufacturing of microchips. Bond uncovers Zorn's plans to detonate explosives beneath the lakes beneath the San Andreas Fault, which will then cause it to flood. A larger bomb in a mine will destroy a geological lock that prevents the two faults from moving at the same time. Bond destroys the bomb and subsequently <coughs> kills Zorn. That's the synopsis. Yep. And yeah. this was such a long... It was 131 minutes long. Yeah, it just dragged. It's a long up. movie. You could call this movie Smaug because it was dragon. Exactly. Ooh. That was that was pretty good, Lucas. <laughs> I just yeah. Um, this this movie it it it's yeah it's 130 minutes and it just uh, most of the, like a lot of the James Bond movies that like within the you know the last ones that we've been watching are kind of meandery. Yep. They just kind of go from like we got to yeah. do this thing and we got to do this thing like you know and from Russia with Love it was. You know, Red Grant is an assassin, and he's trying to kill James Bond. And James, like they're they're looking for the um, was it a co- it wasn't the Codex machine, but it's, it was something like elect, that, right? Like, yeah. they were looking for yep. the Elector. Yeah, the right. So they're looking for the machine. Okay, that is the thing. That that is it. And then, but it was even crisp. With Goldfinger. It was crisp. It was quick. It tightened. Yeah. And this is what they're doing. Even but like with Goldfinger, and it, like it just it started just skewing. This is like the culmination of every. You know, we've we talked about it before where they made From Russia With Love and they could have continued on that path, but then they made Goldfinger and it's, and they went down this path. And every everything in this movie 
is a result of the decision to go down this yep. pathway. Mm-hmm. Yep. They played fucking California Girls. Oh my god. See, what I, mm. I, I, I cringe pretty hard at that, and that's instead of being a spy a movie about a spy series, it's a movie about a it's a instead of being a spy movies, it's secret agent movies, which are wildly different feelings. And yeah, the California and it Girls, was a, yeah. and it was a bad take on it. It was yeah. This was a very bad. This was very very bad. I mean, they picked. I mean, I, I noticed you know that throughout the entire movie there were little snippets of uh, not not snippets but ideas from other movies that they stole, like the whole sequence with the the policeman. It it just smacked of the the cop in what was the one where they were uh, live and let die, yeah. live and let die, and all that. Or all, and, and all then he of the policemen the in this movie were just idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he and he's doing the same thing as he he's the world's worst spy because he he tells everyone his name. He literally tells a cop his name. Yeah, yeah. The the whole like chase through the Eiffel Tower. It just felt very just. I don't know. Just I'm, bland. I'm, it was not exciting. And I meant, no. I'm, I meant to ask you because I've been to Paris and I've been yep. outside of the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. I've never been mm-hmm. up in it. Is that restaurant there that they were in? Um, I don't know. We didn't. We didn't go up in the tower. We. Oh, thought, okay, okay. We thought it was well. We we were like of the opinion that we want to look at the Eiffel Tower. We don't want to go up in the Eiffel Tower and then look out and like well. Right. We're in Paris. This is what we, we okay. want to see. This what we are in. <laughs> so we don't want to be well, inside they, of it. <laughs> How well, do we know e- we're in but Paris? Every every single every yeah yeah <laughs> every single one of the the little action shots that happened, it was so nobody would ever do anything like that to like like in the when he was in the Eiffel Tower and he was having dinner with some some guy that was going to tell him some information. The elaborate scheme. To kill that guy before they told James Bond anything, you know, with the fishing lure and the snagging him with the poison, butterfly. I guess, and and, and, the, and the butter, yeah. yeah, and then leaping off the Eiffel Tower with a with a parachute. Like, how elaborate See, is that, this? That I'm actually that I am totally okay with in the universe of James Bond because that that makes sense. That's just what you do. The thing that was was. Mind numbing, mind blowing to me was that Zorn was doing it himself. He's the getaway driver. Oh, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was in every single scene. Every everything that was going on, the head honcho bad guy was in charge of it. Yeah, it, it's you're right. Like, you have I thought of that to do too. That. You you've got another yes. la- layer of like you build an, an, in your organization. You never touch those things. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there's I, people doing that shit for you. I mean, I get that you're a Nazi super baby, but. You you can you can pay you pay people Which to do ridiculous. this. Yeah, and that's actually something else that I thought <laughs> oh, no. was that was weird for for James Bond. Like I was thinking about this later or earlier for a series that is set basically immediately post World War II. There's no Nazis. That's a weird thing to th- like that I've been thinking that, about. There, like you'd yeah. think that they would have milked that somehow. Like never well, did. Because, no, no, no. Because the 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 now the new bad guy was the Russians. Yes. Yeah, it was all. I mean, James Bond was all based on Cold War, right? I, I I'm, a, yeah. I'm aware so, like, of that. But the Nazis are old. Yeah, but there's still the. You, you would have thought that there would have been at least one plot to get Nazi gold. Is all I'm trying to say, and there wasn't. But yeah, this is this is the strangest. And you know the whole 
It really was odd. The the whole thing about the horses. How long was that segment? Jesus. And like, about, the, like his And it and it didn't it it, it didn't matter. Yep. It had nothing to do with the story. Yeah, well, what it, did the horse well, what did you, the horse race tell us? About nothing. The horse race. Nothing. All the horse race did was emulate the golf course from Goldfinger. That's it. Yep. Because no, you're you're this right. Movie you're is right. Uh, only poorly. Yep. Only poorly. Yeah. I mean, at least at least in Goldfinger with the golf game, it was interesting that we saw Arik Goldfinger cheat and James Bond caught him at it, and all that was w- interesting to watch. With this one. Yeah, he was drugging the horse somehow. You never figured out how, really, other than we were you know, told, we're injecting told, yeah, the thing. We're told he's yeah. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, mm-hmm. and well, it had like, he's, nothing he's staying, to do with Silicon Valley. <laughs> no, and he's and he's staying over at his house, and he's like, going, yeah. it's just on and on. Now I'm going to buy a horse, and it's it, you're right. It, it is the Goldfinger golf course scene. The golf Goldfinger golf course scene takes about five minutes. Yep. And we see Goldfinger cheat. Bond beats him. We also learn about Odd Job and how yeah. dangerous he is. And it like, was bam, crisp. bam, bam, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're done. Yeah. We don't need anything else. And this one, this was one just, just rambled on. Like, what is he talking God. about? <laughs> and then, I mean, he he definitely oh. looked looked and felt his age in this. Yep. Roger Moore, even in a in a in an interview. Roger Moore said, "I was about four hundred years too old for that part." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he said that, and I, I think he was yeah he was glad to be done with it. We're glad to be done with it. I, it dragged on so long. I'm glad it's over. I'm really glad that we're we're done with this and we can get something different. You've been you've been wait you've been waiting for this one to be done. <laughs> yeah, basically, I've been waiting for for this one to be done with Roger Moore because we're at the point in our saga that we're. Do for a change, and that's what the that's what the franchise feels like it needs again. Is that it's all right? We're we're done. We we can switch this up. We can do something different. What's what's interesting? We we've talked about these movies as kind of being time capsules of when they were made, mm-hmm. right? And like we were able to see what culture looks like and how different it is. And the original movies, even even you know with uh, and I'm not just just with Sean Connery with um Honor Majesty's Secret Service. You know, I, I would still equate those as like those are cool. Those are yep. cool, like '60s. You know, you, you know, and you kind of got the flower power vibe, sort of in in Our Majesty's Secret Service, at least with the um like the hypnotic, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. hypnosis kind of thing. But like, you know, still that's pretty cool. Like it, it wasn't dated. It wasn't you know. It was just it was. There's a lot of dated things in it, obviously, but it's still like oh, this is what cool '60s was. And there's so many cool things in the 70s and into the 80s, and it's like, why aren't we seeing that in these movies? Well, like, what? Did, why didn't they get the cool parts this of the bo- 70s? Lars, did this bother you that uh, you you were now born into this at this time, and you're realizing, wow, this is a really a really uncool time that I was born yeah, into? Yeah, well, he wears a windbreaker <laughs> the entire time. He wears a windbreaker the entire time, right? And I just I when I look I I've yeah. seen other I've seen other spy shows like like The Americans is set in this time frame. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched yeah, The Americans on FX. It was I did. It was set in this time frame, but it wasn't made in that time right. frame. That's a big difference. You're right. 
Yeah. It's just interesting that, that, that this is those those filmmakers that had done so well in encapsulating what was cool about the 60s. Yep. Mm-hmm. When yep. they are now in their 80s, they completely whiff. Like, you know, when I think of what was cool in the 80s, like John Hughes had the... And I'm not saying John Hughes could have written a good James Bond movie. Uh, no. But... It would have been better like, than this had, one. <laughs> yeah. He had the pulse of what was cool, right? And you look back on those movies and they, they still are cool. And I just, I don't, they, they completely whiffed with the Roger Moore movies. Yeah. This, in this one in particular. Yes. All James, all James Bond movies have a formula. Mm -hmm. I get it. And they're, and they're supposed to have a formula. This one took all of the bad parts of the formula and combined it into one movie. And it just didn't, it just didn't make it. Yeah. Um, I think. Why was there a dog? Why was there a robot dog? Because robots oh, are cool my God. in the 80s. I know. There's a, there's a exactly. There's a, there's a pervasive feeling that's been like throughout most of American culture. I guess is the way to describe it. Is that you can't enjoy things. And in the 60s, it felt like that was way less emphasized. And so, to me, you're talking about the the James Bond movies in the 60s were so much cooler, and they were a little bit more, if not tongue in cheek, they were willing to be fun. And it feels like. They didn't know how to recapture that for a, an '80s audience because, like, this was just know. a like the. I, I mean, I hate the to, I hate the California Girls. That was the dumbest thing they could have done, and yet that feels so modern, tasteless. Like that feels like something out of a Marvel movie. Yeah, and in the worst possible. I mean, way. I mean, to yeah. to your to, to your point, Lars, about the about the, the the little robot dog that Q comes up with. So you know, so at the very end of the movie, everyone, you know, where's James? We don't know where he is. So. So you tell me the only way they can find him is to send Q in a Winnebago outside of a house and secretly send a robot into the house to drive around in the house to try to find James Bond. That was the way they had to do it, as opposed to knocking on the door or calling him or... What I want to know is, how was anything done at MI, at MI6 when James Bond's not around? Because yeah. apparently nothing, nothing gets done. Yep. Well, no, all no. the other double O's were getting killed, I guess. Yes, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. You know, in, in this movie, the only parts that I thought were mildly interesting were the, um, not not the Zeppelin, the blimp. That was actually kind of cool watching, you know, flying over San Francisco, the blimp part of it. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. That was interesting, and it, I'd never seen something like that. And a fight on the Golden Gate Bridge, that was that was pretty cool, except yeah. they they did it poorly. Because yep. that, that ending where he gets... Thrown on the plane, thrown on the blimp is the same way they kill Goldfinger. Yeah, he just got sucked out of the plane that yep. time. This one, he just fell off the bridge out of mm -hmm. out of the blimp. Yeah, it was the same killing. You're right. I don't know. It was Christopher Walken. You know, it was almost as though Christopher Walken was playing Christopher Walken as a crazy guy, which he's really good at yep. doing. He's too good of an actor for this to movie. Be in this movie. Yep. Oh my God! I kept thinking, what you know? Did Roger Moore come up to you and and, and apologize to him? And said, you know. I really loved your work in The Deer Hunter, and I'm really yeah. sorry you had to go through this. Yep. Yeah. I. <laughs> but there was a. There's a point that at the end when Christopher Walken all of a sudden turns on everybody for some reason because he was he was insane, yeah. but in a bad way, and he starts shooting everybody with a machine gun, 
and all of his minions. He's shooting them all, and he's this maniacal laughing and all that. And Roger Moore actually said that he was horrified when he saw this part of it, that Christopher Walken was like machine gunning hundreds of people. And he said, that's not a James Bond movie. This guy was just crazy, and he didn't dwell on blood and brains everywhere. And, and it's, I don't know, it just, it just didn't, at the end, it didn't feel like a James Bond movie. Yeah. No, and it felt it felt like the worst. Of, I mean, like I said, this is yeah. this is what happens when you allow your James Bond when he's swinging through the jungle to do a Tarzan yell. <laughs> You're not gonna let that go. Yes, you had to bring natural, that one up again. Na- this is the natural <laughs> extension of what happens when that happens. This is just all right. We gotta keep doing this. And yep. I was like, man, there's another. You know why? He skis a lot in these movies, and it's like, oh, because you could put the stunt double in a parka, yep. and it do- that's fine. And you don't, you could just hide it, and him. you wouldn't know it. <laughs> yep. And it, I think ultimately, like, yes, this is the kid. Unfortunately, this is my my children's first James Bond movie, but it just it wasn't exciting. That's no, like, it wasn't. The, they're they're You're not, right. you know, and and that's not that's not a function of Roger Moore because we've seen some Roger Moore movies that I think are exciting. I think that you know, again, I think Spy Who Loved Me is a good one. I actually liked um, for was it for your eyes only yeah. was pretty good. The, it's lower stakes. It's more. It's more. Well, then looking looking at I mean looking outside of the James Bond genre, Roger Moore is a is a good actor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and so like there. Yeah. Like so, there there's some excite like you know so it's not just you know limited just to, to Sean Connery but you know it's or 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 and I like the Lazenby one you know so there's they're exciting movies these are these are thrilling fun adventure movies and they when it all just seems perfunctory it's like all right insert chase scene thirty nine a like okay like this I'm and just here's not, the I'm and like, here's the humor here's the humor segment of here's it. the humor let's scene just, yep yeah let's just take the car in Paris and we'll split it in half so he drives a half a car around for a while. And the guy um, somehow still chases after him. My car, mon dieu, blah, blah, blah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baguette. <laughs> yeah. so, so we have now, we've now, we're going through a regeneration. We're Doctor Whoing it, and there will be a new James Bond. And <laughs> Oh, that's good, Lars. I like, never thought about it that like way. Like <laughs> Sean Connery before him, we're ending on his worst one. Yep. But it's on Diamonds on Forever. forever. Yeah, here's the thing. What's worse, this or Diamonds are Forever? Yep, I have uh, left the crowd speechless. Which one is I worse? I have left the crowd speechless. I gotta go with this um, one. Yeah, I think I, I think I gotta be I honest. Would, I gotta go. I, with, would, I gotta go I with would, this one. I would have to agree. And I and I really didn't like. I really didn't like Diamonds Are Forever at all. I really didn't like that one. I I this is the worst. Yes. What I think is really funny. So Dolph Lundgren's in this as he he's he's an extra <laughs> and. He's only in one scene that I could tell, and he spends the entire time looking at the camera because it's his first movie. Yep, he was at the, he was at the yep, horse track. It's so funny. Uh-huh. Yep. And then he goes on to have a long, illustrious, almost career. Almost career. Actually, I really, I really like. Hey, he's had a, he's had more of a career than you and I have. That's very true. I actually, re- I actually really <laughs> like Dolph Lundgren. I think he's, a, I think he's a hoot. Um, you know, he's a he's we, a very fascinating man. Yep, he's like a biologist. It, yeah, he has yeah. a. He's got a doctorate in something. Yeah, I think it's biology, honestly. Like it's some some very interesting high end. Yeah, it's it's just a weird movie, and I'm really glad they're over. We have not mentioned Grace nope. Jones. She's fantastic, honestly. Like mm. she's utterly wasted in this movie. But I I 
I just I didn't understand her other than she no. was she was odd yep. job basically, but I didn't get it. And then at the very end, she switches and says, "I thought he I th- I thought he loved me," yep. or, you know, whatever. And then she switches teams basically, and I'm like, really? Yeah. But she didn't seem like she cared about that at all. The whole movie. No, nope, no. So it's just weird. at the end. That was very weird. I also, and this is idiotic, but. I also couldn't figure out, so they, they lowered that explosive into that mine or that, you know, whatever, that giant cavern. And the, and the cavern is absolutely chocker block full of bags of explosives. It, it, yeah. it went as far as the eye could see. And they pulled out the, the detonator, you know, whatever they were going to mm-hmm. use it. And then Grace Jones blows up, whatever. So nobody mentions the fact that who, what contractor did they hire to go take all that explosive out of that? That would have taken years. Yep. Or what? To take couldn't all those just, explosives couldn't out he of just that go, cavern. Couldn't you just go back in and, and just put another bomb in? Or, or like, drop a match on it or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get, I don't get, like, what... What's what? his end game? Like, I don't know. This was, this is the most elaborate, and you're right, this was Superman. Let's, let's set off the, you know, San Andreas Fault, and half of California will fall into the ocean. Well, this one, let's set off the San Andreas Fault, and we're going to flood Silicon Valley, because he's under the mistaken idea that they actually make the chips there. They don't. They make them all in China. Yeah. Well, and and but. much much like Superman, unfortunately, <laughs> this feels not. It feels like l- less like a place run by Lex Luthor, and it feels like we're all in Otisville. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just all these things that it just it made no sense. It was the most crazy scheme to make money. Mm. I don't get it. Well, I mean, he is—he's a crazy, easy, insane—he's an insane Nazi super baby. So you know, you know, so it makes perfect sense. You, somebody should, someone should whisper this idea to Elon <laughs> because he's—you know—he's just crazy enough. He got you know, so, this has merit. Which we which also, may be able to do with this. That, okay, so the KGB, <laughs> the KGB gives him the order of linen. So the the the. <laughs> So the KGB though they fund like why did they just kill Zorn? I never I didn't I never understood that. Like I feel like because if like you're you're a Russian asset and you go back against the Russians, like you're dead. Putin, you wouldn't be there anymore for less. You wouldn't be there anymore. <laughs> I know. Yeah. None of this. I'll, I'll tell you. None of this made sense. And a lot of like I'll 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 go forward in time to some Daniel Craig's that I've watched and. The plots actually make sense. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of grandiose, but the plots make sense. This one, no sense at all. The amount of money he spent trying to make some money. Well, to be fair, to go back to the Elon Musk thing, um, he bought Twitter on a dare because someone told him he couldn't. <laughs> That's very true. Which is why I'm saying somebody should whisper this idea about blowing up the San Andreas Fault so Silicon Valley goes, you know, that might be a good idea, Elon. Yep. I'm with you guys. I am glad this era of James Bond is done. Yep. I'm so tired. I need time time for some fresh blood. Yep. We're rapidly approaching the era that you guys (laughs) grew up in. And I'm looking I'm looking really looking forward to hearing your views on that. Well, because the very next one is, is uh, honestly, the next one is the one I remember watching the most when I was little. Wow. Really? Yep. I mean, until, until like, Goldfinger came out, we actually saw that. I think we saw that in the theater.
Like, but I remember living daylights a lot. Uh huh. So I'm actually looking cool. forward. I'm, to I'm really, I'm really, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' views on this. Yep. So what is the next one? James Bond will return in either Bullets Are Cheap or The Living Daylights. Lucas, where uh, where can people find us? Uh, we can be found on basically any streaming service. Uh, if you're already listening to us, that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> reach us, uh, reach out to us on. Um, <laughs> Iron Curtain Shuffle is made by the incredible William Boyd. You can find her at Here Life.